It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And off we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Cluck Show. Thanks for uh, joining us here today. Don't forget, you can stay up to date. All things JLNK, just over to the website, jlnkshow.com. What are we going to learn on the podcast today? We're going to find out, well, if you're homeless, it's okay for you to pee in public in this major American city. Also, if you're in a long-term relationships and shit is boring, we have some helpful hints for you. Uh, we're gonna talk over there. We got some. We got a lot of. We got a couple of uh, vagina stories today, after including that, after that dick heavy podcast a couple of weeks ago. We need it. There's a uh, a vagina museum that has just opened. We'll find out what we can find in the vagina museum, and then we have the most disturbing, gruesome, gross story that we're gonna hear anywhere, anytime this week. I didn't know that these things could happen to the human body, but we're all going to get grossed out here at the end. Well, let's begin with, uh, well, curse words. I'm listening. Sometimes you're not able to curse, right? You and I have a job, a regular job, where we're not allowed to curse. If you curse, they will. the FCC will fine you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some people don't like to swear around children, so you have to come up with substitute curse words. What are our favorite substitute curse words? Oh, fudge. A lot of times, a lot of places where profanity is not allowed. That's why a lot of people come up with alternatives to swearing to use in those instances. So they asked everyday work, uh, American worker bees, what's your go-to non-curse word? I always got a good laugh out of frick. What the frick are you doing? It's it, A lot of people say freaking, and that doesn't make me laugh, but if anybody says freaking, oh, yeah. like, I can't get the freaking car started, <laughs> I, la- I laugh every time. Yeah, I, I, freaking is great. It gets a laugh, but I think friggin' is my go-to F-word substitute. It's very Joe Pesci to mm. me. What's the freaking big idea? Mm. When I'm around my younger nieces and nephews, I try not to use any of those words, right. but if one does slip, it's usually a friggin'. So they asked, what's everybody's favorite non-curse curse word? I like this one. I used to say it all the time. Oh, what? heck. What the French toast? Yeah. Shut the front door. Mother father. Now, what movie was this? You son of a motherless goat. That was from a movie. It wasn't Robin Hood Men in Tights, was it? Was it a Mel Brooks jam? I don't remember. Uh, somebody says, I got mine from The Good Place, the television show. <laughs> Fork and shirt. <laughs> what is this shirt? Hey man, you're di- you're you're walking the line with that. But if you ex- if you exclaim it, you're gonna slide. Uh, get that shirt out of here. Booger. Hey, the three amigos. That was where Son of a okay. Mother's Goat came from. Martin right. Short and uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, I watched about 15 minutes of that movie a couple of weeks ago. I happened to walk through the living room and it was on. So I watched it for a few minutes. I tried to tell my kids, I'm like, you you should watch this movie. It's really funny. I watched about 15 minutes of it. Yeah? And I said, ah, maybe we should all, all go find something else to do today. <laughs> I was at a casino a couple of weeks ago. I bought, I bought shit. I walked through the casino. There was a whole bank of the three amigos slot machines. That's funny. I thought, hey, I can get behind this. Yeah, I was like, get this shirt off my TV. <laughs> this is no good. 
Uh, shut the front door is in there. Uh, shin to shin combat. Mm. All right, here's some good ones. This lady's got a bunch. Flip flops, shark, shark farts, all raspberries, flop butter frog guts. Frick is on there. We used to always use in high school because you couldn't swear in high school either. Son of a bee sting. I think I think that's a Chris Farley ripoff. Cheese and rice. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, cheese and rice. <laughs> one guy. Seriously? <laughs> he says it replaces. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's actually a nice alternative. I didn't even think of one uh, replacing the other. Yeah. Uh, shiitake mushroom. Mother of pearl. Who you calling a cootie queen, you lint liquor? That was a great commercial. That was a fantastic commercial. I bet they had to rehearse that quite a few times. Yep. All right. Great news if you find yourself homeless in the city of St. Louis. It is okay for you to pee wherever you want. Hooray! If you're just a regular taxpaying citizen... You're going to have to pay a fine if they catch you peeing outdoors. But if you're homeless, a brand new bill cites the low number of public restrooms in the city of St. Louis. Um, and so, well, what are we supposed to do? They say after every major sporting event, Mardi Gras, we see other people engaging in public urination. But enforcing those laws against this segment of society isn't the same as enforcing it against our unhoused population. Ah. That means the homeless folks. Because, again, if you wake up and you're homeless and it's 2 o'clock in the morning, where are you supposed to find a bathroom? Well, unless you're camping in a McDonald's parking lot, you're going to have a rough time finding a place to potty. I always thought, too, it was a little bit odd that your punishment for you doing something like that if you're homeless is to go to jail. Like, then you have a home. It's better now all of a sudden. All right, if you're in a long-term relationship and things are boring... Here's what the experts recommend. You want to spice things up a little bit? Yes. They say, as they say, relationships take effort, right? Lack of effort sends us spiraling into boring ruts. Especially when it comes to the sex department. They say, uh, sex life is boring. That's leading to tension, frustration, fights, insecurity, straying, cheating, breaking up. Hey, sounds like all of the ills of a relationship can be fixed by some good old love making. All of that chaos, um, obviously, is from lack of sex. All it takes, they say, is a little bit of communication, creativity, and a desire. Uh-oh. That's oh. where you're going to miss that. <laughs> the desire to step out of your comfort zone and take oh. positive steps to change the bedroom. All right, so here's what you're supposed to do. This is what the experts say. Take this home tonight. Suggest it. They say try new things. Okay. They say even the most adventurous activity becomes routine at some point in time. It becomes predictable. Don't be afraid to suggest something new. It's I'm not afraid of suggesting it. I'm afraid of being turned down. Gross. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. Gross. You're a fucking monster, Warren. But again, it's all in how you suggest it is how it will be perceived. Like you can't say, you know, I saw something on the internet today. Because she's going to strike you down immediately. Hey, what about that Led Zeppelin album, In Through the Outdoor? What do you think of that? What do you think that ranks in their catalog? They say, don't be afraid to suggest something new. Be receptive to your partner's suggestions. 
So if they're suggesting something new, obviously be cool because eventually it'll be your turn to suggest something new. Ah, ah. But what if you're waiting for a suggestion that never comes? And most likely it will not. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, the next time it's my turn, but you're just stuck waiting for your turn forever. Uh, experimentation and the novel of the approach of the situation is what keeps things fresh and alive. You might accidentally discover your next most favorite thing. Oh. So, I mean, you casually kind of bump her into making a suggestion on something that she'd be interested in, and then you fucking hope to God that it's not something terrible. Because remember, you're going to have to say yes. Whatever her suggestion is, you have to say yes. You can't say no because you want your suggestion to be well-received. Yeah, you can't say no because then it doesn't matter if she likes your idea or not. It's your idea. She's yeah. going to shoot it down. Yeah, you hope it's, you know, something, I don't know, fun, not, you know. She's like, you know, I always... There's me stroking my long gray beard waiting for that suggestion to come on in. I keep checking the box every day. There's never any pieces of paper in there. She's like, you know what would be fun yes. and exciting... Fisting you, Warren. <laughs> and, and you want your suggestion to be well received, so you have to say, That sounds great. <laughs> Sobbing as I bite down on my leather belt. Well, here we go. So, when do you think I can make my suggestion? <laughs> How long do you have to wait? What's the appropriate time? Do you have to wait for another lull? So, is it like suggestion you agree to? Then there's a lull. Then you could say, Hey, you know, I have something idea. Right. I imagine you have to wait till your asshole cools down for a minute. <laughs> I'm not interested in sex right now. <laughs> Do you have any suggestions? No, I don't. I don't. I'm gonna go sit on my donut pillow and I'm gonna fucking wait for a while. I mean, there are a lot of weird sex things, but I don't understand who gets the pleasure off of fisting. Is it the fister or the fisty? I have no idea. I don't have a clue. I'd always laugh when I walk through like Menards or Lowe's because there's that sink brand called Fister. Mm. And I always think, <laughs> So when it comes to taking uh, taking your sex to the next level, yes, no, maybe. It might sound like homework. We've seen this before. Make a yes, no, maybe list to give you some insight into what you're curious, uh, your partner is curious about. Hey, what if you say no to fisting, but you're like, why don't we put something smaller than that in your butthole? Like, fisting, that's enormous, but what if we went smaller right. and your butthole, not mine? Would that be something I could interest you in? No? Okay. She gets a running start from two yards down, <laughs> two houses down to come fist you. She's like... Ah! It's like jousting. <laughs> She's, She's like on horseback. Superman learning how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you have to say yes because you want your ideas to be heard at the board, too. Prioritize it first. Well, I think if she fists you, then your next suggestion has to be to fist her back. I mean, <laughs> I mean as, much as, you, as much as you might crave dabbling in the anal sex, if she fists you first, you've got to fist her back. And but, your fist is a lot, typically, on average, your fist is bigger than hers. Here's the problem. She always has the option to say no. So, well, you said yes to your fisting. That doesn't mean she has to say yes to that one. Well, that's rude. That's, that's the fine that's, line. No, that's rude. You rude. Have, you have to gamble on what will she agree to, up to and including, and how far am I willing to go to get it? I think it would be easier for me to walk around with my head held high if she told her friends that I got pegged on a regular basis, that it would be to say, yeah, I fist him every weekend. <laughs> Just once. Like, just, yeah. one, just one time I would yeah. 
Uh, I would say that that's not true. That yeah, is, yeah, I would rather that's so far from being true. But the problem is also there's always a problem that lies in there, and the problem is that isn't something that a woman would make up. Fisting, I'm almost positive, is exclusively <laughs> a male inter. That's a male invention. They say either a guy's like, "Let me put my fist in you," or he's like, "Put your fist in me." No mm-hmm. woman has ever suggested that. They say in order to spice things up, you need to prioritize. You might be feeling unromantic putting sex on a schedule, but you'll come to appreciate looking at your calendar and seeing, oh my goodness, it's sex night tonight. It's fisting Friday. Right. It's a lot better when it was pizza Friday when I was a kid. <laughs> Take hey, the- hey, it's, it's a ginger wipe Saturday. Uh, ooh, 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 ooh. They say, take the focus off of penetration. So many times, penetration is the focal point of sexuality. Well, I mean, that's kind of the whole point, isn't it? They say... Penetrating something with it. Yep. They say, massage. (laughs) I don't know why this is funny. Mutual (laughs) 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 rub-outs. That sounds like the Great American (laughs) Smoke-Off. It's the Great American Mutual (laughs) Rub-Out. Mouth play and other acts are very sexual and get things charged up. I'm going to go home today and suggest a mutual (laughs) rub-out. She's like, oh, if you just would have got here 10 minutes sooner. Yeah, yeah. And if all of that fails, seek professional help. Sometimes couples have trouble communicating their needs, wants, and desires. That's where professionals can step in and teach you how to communicate more effectively to get things back on track. Fisting, mutual rub-outs. What a wild sexual horizon you could be looking at tomorrow. An automobile accident in Russia saw a truckload of plaster casts of vaginas spill all over the road. Oh, no. They say uh, the plaster casts were on their way to be displayed in a local art exhibit. At the scene, drivers involved in the accident were able to exchange information and clean up the scene with no real significant damage being done. To the plaster cast vaginas. Does insurance cover something like that if it is, if there is damage? Yeah, this is weird. It says, This one's chipped. There's a fun fact of this vagina story. Vaginal art was created by sculptor Jamie McCartney, who skyrocketed to fame with his 26 foot artistic installation called The Great Wall of Vagina, which was made from plaster casts from 400 different ladies' vaginas. Oh, I thought it was to keep the Mongols out. No. There's a vagina museum that is opening in London. What was it the plaster caster sisters were the ones that did that with dicks? Yeah. Yeah, they had uh, all the rock stars, you know, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons wrote a song about it called Plaster Caster. It's on the Love Gun album. Fun mm. fact. Mm. She's got my love in plaster, he says. I remember finding that out in rock and roll history class in my freshman year of college, and our professor made it a point to say that Jimi Hendrix had an impressive dong. That was That's always the go-to when yeah. they talk about the plaster casters. And I thought, wow, guess what I learned in school today, Mom? Hendrix, big dong. A hog. I heard he played his guitar with it. <laughs> the world's the first... star-spangled wanger. Yeah. <laughs> The world's first vagina museum will reopen next month. Thanks to public fundraising, they had to raise money after the previous vagina museum was forced to close and relocate. The good news is 
It's now at a bigger location. There's a bigger vagina museum. 2,500 people donated money to make this thing happen. They said of the old vagina museum, it was a make-or-break scenario. We ge- we generally didn't know how successful it would be. How many of us are standing in the lobby looking at that You Are Here map, wondering how do we get to the clitoris? Uh-huh. They say there's three different levels hey, worth of gallery exp- uh, exp- uh, spaces. It's not even on the map. It says, oh, I guess one entire floor is taken up dealing with endometriosis. What is that? I have no idea. They say the myths and misconceptions surrounding the disease from the cutting edge of research to the reality of living with the, with the condition. Ever since we opened, says the... I assume okay, Zoe Williams. Oh, endometriosis is when the is when tissue similar to the tissue that lines the uterus grows outside the uterus in places it doesn't belong. There's a whole exhibit about that? Yeah. Boo, no one wants to see that. Zoe Williams says, ever since we opened, one of the number one things that people have asked for is can you do something about endometriosis? They said it's incredibly common, and not many people know much about it. You and I didn't know anything about it. And then the uh, other floors have, uh, you know, typical uh, vagina art. I thought it meant they were just bald. Now, this is gruesome, man. This is, this. we'll wrap the podcast with this. I, I had no idea this was a thing. We talked about it a lot on the Terrestrial Radio Show about Ozempic, right? It's a diabetes drug that's helping people lose weight. Yeah, it helps people with diabetes. It helps people without diabetes lose weight. Isn't there another weird side effect where they're starting to say this thing might be a cure-all for everything? That's kind of the direction that they're heading. But there's also some wild side effects. That includes what happened to this woman. She woke up one morning and wanted to fist her husband. This woman, her name is Maria. She's a professor of pharmaceutical health at the University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. She penned a testimonial about her Ozempic use for Newsweek magazine, revealing that she suffered severe burns and charred skin on her vagina, her anus, and her buttocks because of the Ozempic. That's not for me to tap out. Would you like to see my burnt giblets and beehole? The woman said she feared she would die from the excruciating pain from the medication. Yeah, I get it. If your giblets are, are singeing off. How do you relieve yourself? You just sit in ice water. This is awful. She says, I noticed pieces of my skin on my toilet seat and uh, uh, on the tissue paper when I cleaned myself. Oh. I checked and my genitals, my anus, and my buttocks were severely burned. Some areas had charred skin. It was as if it, I had been exposed to sunlight for days. What the fuck? Whoa. Don't, and she hey, tra- don't they have to put that in the disclaimer at the end of the commercial now on TV? And your burnt anus, vagina, giblets, buttocks. Right. She says, my glucose level was great after taking Ozempic for the first week. She says, I suffered from mild depression when I started Ozempic, though uh, it disappeared after one week. But immediately after, I noticed a severe burning pain in my back, my shoulders, and my arms. It was excruciating. She does say, I had COVID before, so I thought it was a post-COVID pain. But it never went away. Hmm. But in August, the worst burning pain in my genital area and buttocks appeared. Whoa, she says, after discovering my singed and sore undercarriage, the grandmother, that'll put the visual to you, yuck, immediately notified her healthcare provider. Meemaw! Come here and look at this! 
Meanwhile, sit down, relax. <laughs> Take it easy, would you? She did file a complaint with Ozempic. Um, Ozempic obviously is investigating. She said, uh, but I did look it up. I researched on the internet and found that Ozempic can indeed cause hives, rashes, and other adverse side effects. Uh, the woman did say that she discontinued the drug shortly after. Her privates have begun to heal, but it's a long, slow, painful process, and she's not out of the woods yet. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Woof. So there you go. There's... My asshole. Hey. hey. Bits of skin on your toilet. I'm more concerned with the bits of skin on the toilet paper. No. No way. So there you go. There's something to stick with you for the rest of the week. Thanks for uh, checking out the podcast today. Hey, fisting, burnt giblets. Have a happy Tuesday, everybody. We got it all, yeah. man. Uh, remember, you can stay up to date at all things JLNK by heading over to the website, jlnkshow.com. And, yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.